Welcome to the Lost Boys, the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe O'Sullivan, and joining me today is my co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome, Will. Hey, Gabe. Glad to be back. Uh, it's been uh, about a month or so since we have recorded last. We are now, I think we just determined it was August 14th, and I think I looked at last time we posted episodes was July 17th of 2021. So it's been a little while, guys. It's been uh, summertime, so Gabe's got things going on. I've got things going on. Seems like we're, we're either out of town or we're just busy and trying to catch up on family life. So hopefully when we settle down next month or so into school and fall routines and all that, we'll try to get back into doing this every couple of weekends, every three weekends or something. Keep things normal and scheduled for you guys. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and let us know what you think of what we've done so far. And if you'd like more episodes or if you, uh, if you're tired of listening to us and you'd like less episodes, you can let us know that too, I guess. But, (laughs) uh, we appreciate you listening. And, uh, we're at episode 21 now. It's been, we talked about that, how it's pretty cool that we've already got to 20 episodes and we appreciate you being here with us. But the last few episodes, I believe 18, 19, and 20, have been in this series about, does anyone understand my pain? And we talked about how God understands our pain. We talked about how other men understand our pain. And kind of where we left things last time was how we need to seek out other people who have felt the death of a child and encourage one another. And if this is biblical, this is obviously the proper way, the most healthy way to deal with loss and grief is to be around someone else who has felt that and to you know commiserate with each other and be able to encourage each other we talked about how that's the purpose of this podcast is to be that resource for you guys we, we talked about how this is how Gabe and I met that, that I was seeking someone that, that knew about the loss of a child and Gabe and I got together after the death of our son Gabriel and we, we talked about that and Gabe was able to encourage me and, and pray for me and my family and we talked about how men are notoriously self-sufficient we don't really want to talk about our emotions and we feel like we can do things ourselves and that uh, you know, sometimes it may be weird or awkward to come up to another guy one of your friends and say hey man I'm really dealing with this my my mental health is suffering or my marriage is suffering, you know, whatever it is. It, it may be awkward. It may be weird. But, you know, if we've got some good close friends, if we can reach out to somebody in our church or a small group or, you know, a coworker that we know is a believer, whatever it is, that that will ultimately be very beneficial for us, for our family as well, if we can get some help and, and just have someone to, to talk to. And we, we just kind of finished things up saying, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help from a close friend, a church member, a pastor, a family member, a coworker who's a believer, and just reach out. And, you know, talking about things is generally always better than keeping things inside. So that's kind of where we left it and where we wanted to start and, and focus on for this episode. And it's such an important point that we may or probably will have other episodes that will touch on it to the, in the future is the importance of making sure that the confidant that you discuss the loss of your child with is another man and is never a woman. And 
that's something that we hope you've understood by now. We've kind of talked about that, and we've, I guess, we haven't had like a marriage episode, but we've talked about the importance of marriage, the importance of being there for your wife, and being a good father to your living children, and you know, continuing to build up and strengthen your marriage. And I don't know if there's anything more dangerous during this time of grieving over the loss of a child than opening up yourself, your heart, and your emotions to another woman who's not your wife. And I'm sure pretty much everyone listening knows someone or has personally experienced an affair, emotional affair, a physical affair, uh, you know, a broken marriage in their family, friends who've had broken marriages come from their family. And it's so common nowadays that it's, you know, it's almost impossible to not have that experience. And, you know, really the, the ultimate point of this whole episode here is if you are reaching out to another woman and talking to her about your emotions, about your feelings, about the loss of your child and not your wife, you're just playing with fire and you're, you're asking to get burned. And it's, it's not really a matter of whether or not you will get into an affair, but when that affair is going to happen. And, you know, you should be talking to your wife. Uh, Obviously that'll be, that's kind of an overriding theme of this is you need to be open. You need to be discussing with your wife. We've talked about that several times, how you need to be on the same page as her. And that's a good thing. It's a, a beautiful thing. But if you're talking to a, another woman about your pain, your grief, your suffering, your weaknesses, woman better be your wife, your mother, or your sister. Because that's about the only women that it's appropriate for a married man to open up his feelings to and to, to really get serious with. And I think, Gabe, you could probably speak to this as having a professional relationship with a lot of women and having friends who are pastors that there is a fine line between being cordial and even spending time encouraging women in a ministerial sense and always having that awareness that you need to have an above board and appropriate relationship as a Christian with other women. Yeah, man, I totally agree. And I, I think that, so even in my profession, you know, like I, I leave the door open, you know, when I'm in with a, a lady, you know, when I'm, when I'm adjusting, um, because like I said, I just want to make sure I'm above board. Um, and certainly in this situation where we're talking about sharing your, like you said, your hurts, you know, your deepest emotions, like that, that level of intimacy should not be with anyone except your wife. Like you Mm -hmm. said, your wife, your mom, your sister, that's it. You know, even if you've got female ministers on your church staff or whatever, like you, I think you need to be in there with another dude, you know, Mm -hmm. because, um, because of that level of intimacy that will, that can develop. Mm -hmm. Um, even if you think the girl is not attractive, Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like, don't justify like, Oh, I don't think she's attractive because of the nature of these discussions you mm-hmm. could eventually find yourself justifying like, oh, wait a minute, maybe she is attractive, you know, mm-hmm. and then now you're up the creek. So, like, don't ever think that there's a reason to justify um, having these kind of emotional relationships with other women. 
mm-hmm. because I love what you said. You said you're playing with fire, and you just are. And so, um, and in this time, you know, you may not feel like like you and your wife are that close. Well, that we've mm-hmm. talked about before. Then we need to do some things to make sure that you that you are. And how is that? Well, you talk with one another. You know, you talk about with one another the things that you're wanting to talk about maybe with other women that are at your office or that you go to school with or you know whatever the case may be or they're at your gym like you just you cannot go down that path Mm -hmm. you just can't do it and um i think that having that understanding now you know if you're in the middle of a situation or if you're heaven forbid if you're listening to this and one day you could go through that situation Mm -hmm. uh, we just we just have to guard ourselves against that you know it's like Mm -hmm. you wouldn't you wouldn't knowingly just walk into a, a a pit of vipers and think that you're going to be able to dance around them and not get bit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's happening right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good analogy because if you, it's almost kind of like the, the uh, like, how do you cook a frog thing? It's like you slowly increase the temperature, and that's kind of where we were going next is, like, it's never appropriate to have a situation where a married man is spending extended time alone with a woman who's not his wife and not his immediate family, his mother or sister, because you are kind of, you're walking into that relationship. And like you said, you know, it may be a pastor at your church or like a, uh, our church has a biblical counseling ministry and some of them are, are women. And if you're walking into that relationship, like, you know, she's trained to, to have this conversation with me and help me through my grief or, we've been best friends for 20 years or whatever it is. And, you know, we're just going to have this conversation. You're jumping into that pot and like you're outside the pot when you're, you're not having this conversation, but when you're starting to have this conversation, you're in the pot and it might be just cool. You know, it's you get together and you talk to her and you're just like, Hey, me and my wife are having a tough time and you've had that relationship for a long time. And so maybe you are just friends discussing things and she's giving you some good advice, but, as you continue to come back to her and come back to her with those conversations about, I wish me and my wife, me and my wife were on the same page about losing our child and she's going to give you better advice or deeper advice. And then like Gabe said, you know, you open up about your hurt and your pain and probably at times we talked about how men and women grieve differently. So you're probably going to be expressing maybe some frustrations with how your wife is grieving and, when you're to a point, this probably is a, a common premarital counseling bit of advice is like never complain about your spouse really to anyone, but especially not to a member of the opposite sex because when you're like, my wife nags me all the time about this and you're with this other woman who's like, well, you know, it's, it's really sad that your wife nags you. I just, I really wish she wouldn't do that. Then your, your brain starts thinking, well, if I was with this woman, she obviously wouldn't nag me. And so you're like, you're making that comparison in your mind and the temperature in that pot is turning up and turning up. And then one day, whether it's two months after you start talking or 20 years after you start talking, there might be, like you say, that chance where you never found that woman physically attractive. You never considered doing anything, but you're, you're in that altered emotional state because of the deep conversations you've been having. And, the time alone that you've spent with this woman breeds familiarity and familiarity brings the comfort between you two and the letting your guard down and the comfort lowers that lowers your boundaries and your your willingness to fight for your marriage and to know what's 
appropriate and inappropriate. And once your guard is down around another woman, it's only a matter of time until you both of you or one of you starts developing inappropriate feelings. And then, like we said, it's only a matter of time before you feel more emotionally attached to and closer to this woman than you do with your wife. And then if, if that's the, the case, if you don't get help, you're going downhill fast to a physical relationship. And, you know, I don't, I don't think you have to be a, a Christian to know that. Like, it's, they say, I don't think, it, it's not true, I think, from the latest statistical things that I've read, but, you know, they say in America, like, 50% of all marriages end in divorce. And I don't, I think I've seen something where, like, Christian marriages is only, like, 35 or 38 percent that's still way more than it should be but the reason that our culture makes it so easy to divorce and to have broken relationships is we don't take it seriously the the physical attraction between a man and a woman that's a god-given thing and we do say oh it's fine for you to have a best friend who's a woman so you know you go to her when you have trouble with your wife you go da 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 you do this you do that and it just leads to these terrible situations where you have better emotional connection to someone you're not married to than you do to your wife. And it leads to that physical entanglement. Yeah, and I, and I would say that if you want to have these deep conversations with a woman, then let it be your wife. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. be, she's the one that's gonna, that you mm-hmm. need to be talking to. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously ladies are going to be a lot more, um, you know, like, intimacy is going to be found with a, a lady or with women a lot more because of like emotional stuff like like having these conversations and so you know as a guy you're not going to be um like all it takes for a guy to get you know kind of turned on physically is just seeing some lady that she's mm-hmm. attractive to right and so um for ladies, it's a little more like it's usually that they 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 have to develop that level of intimacy with a guy um, for there to be any kind of physical attraction there that could lead to something bad. So that being said, you know I can see how guys might be out there thinking, well, I'm just gonna have this text message relationship or this email relationship, or mm-hmm. we just talk on the phone, and then I'm not around her, you know. So there's not that opportunity. Man, that's that's a lie because mm-hmm. you if it it will develop into something. I mean, just odds are it will develop into something if it starts online or over text or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. or over messaging and whatnot. That eventually you'll justify in your in your mind some reason that you need to be close to that woman, and then it's all over, mm-hmm. you know, from there. And so. If that weren't the case, Match.com would not exist, mm. right? So just guard yourself and remember that if you want to have these deep conversations with somebody about your feelings and about your frustrations or about whatever, make sure it's your wife. Like the uh, I just pulled up this verse. It's in uh, Psalms, I think, or Proverbs, Proverbs 5. Proverbs 5.18 says... Uh, and rejoice in the wife of your youth. There's a lot more that it says in there. I'm not going to read that right here. But 
I know what it says. Yeah, right. <laughs> Up above it, verse 15 talks about drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Um, so this whole this whole passage here is talking about like find your joy, find your intimacy needs with your wife. Not with some other man's wife, not with your friend at the gym, not with your coworker. You know, not even with a female pastor on staff that's tasked with, you know, whatever, counseling. Like, if you're in the relationship where you're sharing these thoughts with another woman, then your wife better be 100% of the time always present, mm. period. And mm. then you better make sure that you don't ever, you know, justify the need to then go and have this extra one-on-one conversation with this lady because... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. It's just a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, that's the next thing I was going to say is, like, we're not saying that you can never speak to another woman. Like, it's obviously fine to spend time with other couples with your wife. And like, my wife and I have other couples that we're friends with that have kids. We get together, we hang out, and let our kids, I guess what I was going to say play, but I guess our daughter's seven months old, so she doesn't really do a lot of playing with other people quite yet. But, um you know, that's that's a good thing, a God-honoring thing to have friends that are believers or not believers and to just do life with them. But think about, like, how would you feel, how would your wife feel if you were out every night or you were out once a week spending time with another woman, even if it was an uh, innocent relationship? And I say that with air quotes. Like, even if it's a, a good relationship and you've known her for 20 years, whatever we already said, you know, and you're spending time with this other woman, your wife's probably or hopefully a little concerned about that and if you don't think that's a big deal think about how you would feel if your wife had this friend from high school who's always been her best friend and he's not a threat you know however you want to see him but every Wednesday she goes and she hangs out with this dude and they go get coffee and they talk and they laugh and they joke about work or whatever like if you're not if you don't feel a little bit of jealousy and a little bit of concern about that, I don't think you're doing your job and that you're feeling appropriate emotions as a husband. I'm <laughs> if that's not. happening, you got to stop it right yeah. now. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I can just feel my blood starting to boil thinking about my wife going and mm-hmm. hanging out with some other dude. Yeah. You know, that she's like, oh, we're just friends. I'm like, no. I've seen the mm-hmm. Seinfeld episode where Jerry and Elaine tried to just be, uh, like, just friends, but mm-hmm. then you know what ended up happening? Like, Mm-hmm. It didn't. It they realized it no men and women cannot just be friends. Yeah. Like if you're just trying, like in this setting, if you're alone with another, with the other sex, it it is not going to end up well. Mm-hmm. It's just not going. It's just not going to happen. And mm-hmm. and even if even if things didn't go down the road physically, which they probably would, if they go down an emotional road, where now this other man is closer to your wife than you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not good emotionally because guess what? Now your physical relationship with your wife is going to start lacking because now mm-hmm. she doesn't feel as connected to you as she does to this other dude. And women, especially when you get into marriage, mm-hmm. it's not just about, hey, let's get together physically. You know, like a man can just kind of turn it on instantly a lot of times. There has to be that level of connection and intimacy mm-hmm. where they're like, okay, now <clears throat> I'm in the mood, right? And if they're not feeling that with you, then man, you you know, it's going to suffer in the bedroom. And then mm-hmm. now you're starting to get anxious and mad and upset. And, well, I need to go find another woman that understands me. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a bad situation. Like, you should be your wife's best friend. 
your wife should be your best friend like as far as like you know Mm -hmm. the opposite sex goes Mm -hmm. um that's that's what i'm talking about there so Mm -hmm. yeah just guard yourselves in that if your wife is is in that i'm not saying you got to go and you know like have some kind of you know knock down drag out Mm -hmm. you know like fight about this but you got to have that discussion and be like look this is not okay Mm -hmm. and then you better not be doing the same thing Mm -hmm. yeah and want to clarify just so we don't have any confusion there like we're not saying it's okay to be a jealous husband we're not saying like a husband should control every movement of his wife and make sure she can never speak to another Mm -hmm. man that's right but it's it's biblical and it's it's pleasing to god when you are a protector of your wife you love your wife you care for her and just like we're saying for you that it's not healthy for you to go out and have a relationship a deep intimate relationship with another woman it's not healthy and good for your wife to go out and have that deep intimate relationship with another man and so it is my understanding and and i think gabe would agree and hopefully our pastors would agree it's never a good healthy right thing for your wife to go out and spend that time alone with another man and so if that's happening like we said you need to have a healthy concern for it and you need to address with your wife why she feels that's necessary and if you she still wants to hang out with that guy the three of you go and and talk and hang out and then if if that's weird and you can't do that then maybe she just needs to end that relationship and same thing for you if you have that close friend from high school it's a girl or whatever it is from college and you and her hanging out if that's if you can't have your wife brought in on that and still continue that relationship and it be good and fun, then that probably tells you something was wrong with that relationship and inappropriate. So you need to end it for the sake of your good and for the sake of your marriage. And and, and I'll just reiterate, um, not only are we talking like in person, we're talking, mm-hmm. you know, electronic, mm-hmm. you know, as well. That's, that's a whole different thing that maybe we'll touch on at some point is like the, the insidiousness of technology and what it can do and how easy it is, like you said, Gabe, to just have a conversation. You might might uh, lie to yourself and say, well, she lives in California or she lives in Germany and I'm going to talk to her online. It's not a big deal. We can talk about things that might be on the edge of inappropriate because I could never see her so I could never do anything about it. But technology makes it so easy to go from talking to sending pictures that are inappropriate to you know, video chatting to, oh, I'm going to come over there and see you or you're going to come over here and see me or I'm going to pick up everything and leave and come live with you because my wife is mean and ugly mm. and she doesn't understand yeah. me and you do and you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And like technology is is a, it's a great thing for a lot of reasons, but it makes it too easy to abandon your God-given responsibilities and to jump into something that you don't need to be a part of. And I'm sure that's, that's probably true when you had a telegraph. You probably still had the chance to telegraph some woman five states away and you know, end up in a relationship with her and leave your family. But definitely now, like just the, the immediacy and, and the, the closeness that you have with technology could be a great thing, but it could also be scary here. So we kind of already touched around this, but like you might say, yeah, I agree with you, Will. I agree with you, Gabe. It's a bad thing. 
for men to have a close relationship with a woman who's not his wife in general. But I've had this friend for 20 years. We've always hung out. We've gotten together. We never dated, or maybe we even did date when we were in high school. We tried it. We're not compatible. So we've already gotten that, you know, out of the way that there's no sexual attraction there because we know, like I say, we tried it, didn't work. So now we've just been friends. And she's an older friend than my wife is, you know, whatever. I've known her for 10 years longer than I've known my wife. So it'd just be, it's not fair, you know, for me to end that relationship. And we don't have, we've never had anything become physical. It's never led to inappropriate feelings. So like you're, you're just overreacting and, and you're being legalistic and saying that you can't have this relationship. And I'm certainly not like a relationship expert. I'm not a pastor that can, or, or a psychologist that could give you these clinical answers. But first I would say like, sit back and honestly assess your feelings and try to honestly and objectively assess the situation. And first, I think it's it's possible that there are feelings there that you didn't even know about that are inappropriate. And the feelings might be on your side and you might, even if it's not a physical attraction, you might get excited emotionally when you get a chance to go and hang out with this woman in a way that you don't get excited when you wake up in the morning and you see your wife. And I'd say even if it's something as quote-unquote small or insignificant as a excitement or a, a different longing to go see this person than you feel when you get back from a business trip and you see your wife. And I'd say that's a red flag. You need to be concerned about that. Second, consider that the other person might have these inappropriate feelings about you and, you know, whatever. Maybe she's a decent person and she has these feelings about you, but she knows you're married and you have some kids so she's not going to do anything about it, but, you know, whatever, the twinkle in her eye, the way she laughs at your jokes that your wife doesn't laugh, you know, whatever it is, she might have these feelings and she's possibly longing for the opportunity to say something to you or to push the relationship to another level. And I'm not trying to say like all women are homewreckers, but I'm just trying to say she's a, she's a human too. And just the same way you can be tempted to do something inappropriate, she could be tempted too. So be aware if you have this relationship, just because it hasn't gotten physical doesn't mean that there's not a longing from one or the other. And finally, ask yourself, is the risk that you make a mistake, this woman, other woman makes a mistake, and you have a one-time or recurring affair, you ruin your marriage, devastate your family, Maybe she's married and you devastate her family and her, you know, her kids' lives are upended. Is that worth it for this momentary excitement that you feel saying or doing or thinking about something inappropriate with this woman that you should be doing with your wife? Or, you know, is that something that you think is is important enough? to totally ruin your reputation, ruin her reputation, change how, you know, her kids' lives are going to be from that point forward. You know, just think about the possible consequences of these things. And I, I guess that's a, it's a lot to ask because we don't always, I mean, myself included, I don't always think about the consequences of my actions before I take those actions. But because of the seriousness of 
the marriage covenant that we've been given by God and the fact that we as believers have stood up and and been in front of all of our friends and our family and in front of God and had that like I commit to my life to this person in a marriage covenant with the Lord that I think that's important enough to sit back and have this mental checklist of like I have this relationship with a female friend how do I how can I assess it and make sure that it's healthy and like I said if you can't I think the overriding thing is if you can't bring your wife into that that triangle of a relationship and continue it just the same way it was then it's probably inappropriate and I saw you write a note down there Gabe what do you got yeah I just wrote the phrase slippery slope mm. you know like when you're hiking mm. like you you're you're trying to get to this waterfall to see it or whatever and then you start going down this little hill that's maybe a little damp you know we live in the upstate of south carolina right near the blue ridge mountains so anytime you go into the woods it's going to be a little dewy a little damp you know it's just kind of like a rainforest up here in the blue ridge mountains and and i don't do a lot of hiking but when i have you know you'll hit a you'll hit a uh, a root and you think okay this root's fine but then that root's slippery and you know it's slippery and then your foot slips, you know, and, and, and you and you've slipped and maybe land on your rear end. You didn't mean to, you didn't mm-hmm. intend to. You thought you were being cautious. You thought you were being careful. Mm-hmm. You know, you were like, Oh, that's that's a good looking root. It looks <clears throat> it looks nice and sturdy. I'm gonna mm-hmm. step on that and then bam, you're on your booty. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way this situation can go too. Like you're not going into it, obviously, you know, hopefully you're not going into it intending to get into a mess and to make a mistake. And <clears throat> the thing we just gotta realize is that we all have the capacity to sin, um, suffering, pain, difficulty. Those are oftentimes going to reduce our guard and let our and we can have our guard down. Um, again, how does that happen? Well, because right now, you know, in this world, like you will have troubles. Jesus said it. You know, he said, but in this, but you know, take heart, I've overcome the world. So we can have comfort that hey, even though we're going through a difficult time, how can we like prepare ourselves and and, and get ourselves set up to to come through this difficult time in a way that is honoring to him and that's not going to allow myself, allow us to get into any kind of mm-hmm. um, any activity, thought process, relationship that could really screw up our life even more, mm-hmm. you know, or ruin our sweet wife, you know, who we, mm-hmm. who we love and who we care for. And in that vein, mess up this other woman's life, you know, mm-hmm. as well, because things just don't go well, you know, mm-hmm. for, for, for ladies, if they're on the other end of that too, um, particularly if you just are kind of using them, you know, for whatever you're trying to use them for. And so, mm-hmm. again, just remember, it's a slippery slope. You don't wake up, hopefully, you don't wake up every day or in any day thinking, today I'm going to cheat on my wife, right? Mm-hmm. It's oftentimes this, this it could be this slow, slow, uh, slippery slope that just unfortunately, you know, takes us down. And mm-hmm. so what do we do for that? We just have to, <clears throat> we have to always have the long game in front of us, right? Like you, if you're thinking about, Okay, what do I want from my life? What do I want from my marriage? What do I want from my wife's, um, from my wife's life for for our relationship? Then we then we're looking ahead. We're not just in the moment, and that's a big deal. Because if I'm in the moment, man, this we're recording right now at my office. We have the sweet lady every Friday. She brings us a, like a cake or cookies or something fresh baked. Man, I mean, it's always so good. And if I wasn't thinking long game, I would go eat half of that cake right now because it is so good. I had a little small sliver of it last night before I left. And I was like, man, I would like to eat like half of this thing right now. 
that if I did that every Friday, then it, within a couple months, I might not be able to sit in this chair, mm-hmm. right? And so we're having to think long game when we make any decisions, right? And if not, then those those decisions uh, that we fail to make or that we make poorly, they end up causing some problems and we have some repercussions from those. So that's what we're saying here is like whatever relationship you're in, make sure you're thinking long game on this. Like use your actual brain mm-hmm. that's in your head and think with that. And then we have to develop our relationships around that long game thought process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... You know, like I say, I don't know that we could say too much about this, but I think we've we've hit most of the high notes on what needs to be going on here. So I think we basically just need to address the the elephant in the room is like if you're currently engaged in an affair or if you're in an emotionally compromising relationship with someone who's not your wife, and if you are, you know it. Like you're not, I think everyone listening to this podcast, you're not stupid. You're... If you are having a relationship with a woman and it's inappropriate, like you know you're you're feeling that inappropriate excitement when you when you see this woman or you're you're finding yourself checking her out in a way that you never checked her out before and, and you know what we're talking about. Like you're you are doing something that's wrong and you know it because you feel it's wrong, whether you you feel bad about it or whether you're excited about the fact that it's wrong, like you need to cut it out. Like there's, there's not really any, any nice way or any uh, friendly way for me to come alongside you and be like, Hey man, you know, it's probably not cool if you cheat on your wife. Like, no, like you need to, you, if you cheat on your wife, everything we know from the Bible and from human history is one of pretty much entirely monogamy other than the, the aberrations in the cultures that didn't survive because of that being one of the contributing factors. But you are failing in your duty as a man. You're failing in your duty as a husband. You're failing in your duty as a father to give a example to your children of what a healthy and God-honoring marriage looks like. And so you just need to sit down right now and ask for forgiveness from the Lord and forgiveness from your wife and no, that's not going to be easy. Like if you've had that affair, you should be terrified about telling your wife about it because I don't know if there's a a greater betrayal between a, a person and another person than a, the betrayal of the marriage vow and the marriage bed. And, you know, be prepared to have to work for like months, weeks, years, decades to earn back that trust that you lost because you betrayed your wife in that way or because she betrayed you in that way if this is flipped around the other way and I don't know it's so, it's so heartbreaking I've got friends that have gone through this or are going through this and it kind of sometimes you kind of want to because I'm the guy and I, I understand the guy's point of view on it. Like you kind of just want to grab the guy by the back of the head and smack him and be like, dude, straighten up. Like, I know you're an intelligent person. I don't understand how you got yourself in the situation. Or if, if your wife is the one that's started along this path, like I know that's praise the Lord. I haven't had that 
that situation yet. But Hannah's a, Hannah's just a person, and I'm just a person. We're fallen, so there's there's nothing saying that we can't have that problem in the future if we're both not diligent and following the Lord. But I know that's a, certainly a I guess an emasculating feeling to have your your wife seeking emotional or physical gratification from someone else and maybe you don't know how to respond to that how to how to approach her in love or how to seek to draw her back to you and to the Lord and again like I've said several times I'm not a marriage counselor I'm not a pastor I'm not a psychologist but I would say just if you're trying to win your wife back to you and to your your relationship with her and with the Lord first thing you need to be doing is praying and and getting your relationship with the Lord right but you need to be reading the Bible you need to be filling yourself with the wisdom of the Lord and you need to respond in love as much as possible and be there for your wife to make it clear like this is wrong I'm not cool with you being with another man uh, emotionally or physically and you need to fight for your marriage I know that's a it's a catchphrase that you can just say fight for your marriage but I think like that's I think that is a good analogy like a boxing match like you need to fight or like we talked about football like you're fighting for that extra yards what they always say and so like if you're fighting for that extra yard or you're in a boxing match and you're getting beat up you're getting like the in the football analogy three or four guys are hanging on to that running back and he's trying to get that extra yard and so he's struggling he's churning his feet he's trying to get there like he's he's two-thirds of a yard to the the first down line and he's just trying to get there and he's almost there and he gets slammed by another linebacker and he can't quite make it and Maybe he gets knocked down, or maybe he just keeps churning his feet, and he keeps trying to get there, and it fights and fights and fights. And I think that's what it means to me to fight for your marriage is not, like, wake up in the morning and decide, I'm going to fix this today, and you go to that guy your your wife's having a relationship with, and you beat him up, or you scream at him, and then you go to your wife and say, this is over now, I just fixed this. Like, this is not going to happen. Like, that's... Besides the fact that you might end up in jail for assault, that's probably not the best way to handle it. But fight for your marriage by loving your wife and by having that relationship with the Lord and being diligent even through that. You know, you're making progress. You you bringing flowers to your wife. You're writing her notes. You're you're telling her, you know, I apologize for whatever I've done that's contributed to you feeling disconnected from me and I want to make that better and make our relationship better and then she you find her phone and the guy's texting her and she's texting him back like that's that linebacker hitting you full speed and trying to knock you back down so are you gonna let him knock you down and give up that yardage that you needed to get to or are you gonna take that hit get pushed back a couple inches and then keep going and pray in that moment like that that blow from that text or from that whatever it is that rejection from your wife you need to push through that not in your strength but in the strength that comes from the Lord and just continue to fight and again I don't know like the quote appropriate time to just say well it's a lost cause now she's currently she's still having this affair but I think 
you need to just continue fighting until it's it's not possible to anymore because you've you've made that commitment to your wife if you have children you know you you need to do everything you can to make sure that you are a good role model for them and that you are creating a, a god-fearing household and model for them and i think that's important and then everything i said flipped the other way if you're the one having the affair is you need to listen to the the pricking of your conscience by the holy spirit and you need to be aware like if you're having that affair secretly your wife doesn't know about it you're continuing to live this double life you're going to church on sundays and our pastor dj or your pastor wherever he is mentions something about israel being the bride of christ and how they're adulterous and that bothers you good i'm glad it bothers you like the fact that it bothers you means that there's still hope for you to give that affair up and to work towards healing the relationship with your wife so i i know i've kind of rambled on here for a minute no but I, I think, think that's, that's great it's all great and then i would say also like remember <clears throat> that you're not you don't have to be in this alone mm. you know like seek out a christian counselor a christian mm. marriage counselor you know maybe you need counseling individually maybe you need you and your wife you know you can convince her to come to counseling with you mm. um that's how you also fight you know mm. is is not just in your own power but with the power and strength of the lord but also the power and strength and help from others mm -hmm. you know reach out to your bros that, that that love you and care about you and your wife mm -hmm. and you know confide in them in this situation if you feel it's appropriate and again Again, get get counseling, seek counseling. I mean, that can be. We've seen a lot of marriages through the years. Just had friends, you know, and I'm, I'm an old man now, 43, uh, that have ended because of stuff like this. But I've also seen a lot of marriages that were reconciled mm. because the the people, you know, they stopped what they were doing, they forgave each other, and then they ended up, you know, going to counseling and 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 working it out. And it took mm -hmm. a while, but then there was there was ultimate reconciliation and man, I, I can think of a few guys right now that I know that that happened with and that mm -hmm. was just a beautiful thing. And so mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that there's no hope. It just means you might have to, you know, you might have to um, have some help in it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think that's right where we needed to go. You took us there, Gabe, that um, seek out another man, seek out someone, you know, like we already talked about other men who understand your pain, the Lord understands your pain. So, you know, go to a brother who you know, maybe he's older than you and he and his wife did have trouble or maybe you just seek out a friend at church, you know, your pastor, whoever it is, and just tell him, hey, man, we're struggling with this. And I'm sure, like we said before, you know, about, about talking about the loss of your child, if they're a good friend, if they're, they're honoring the Lord, they may not have the answer right then, but they're going to be willing to pray with you and if they don't know what to say, they're going to do their best to get you in touch with somebody who does. And the last thing we want to say here is that, you know, we talked about how the Lord understands your pain and other men understand your pain. And we understand your pain and we want to be a resource for you. So, you know, we say every time at the end, you know, you find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you know, we're Lost Boys to Found Fathers or Boys Found on those platforms. But... We're not just, I think we talked about last time, we're not just trying to build some podcasting empire here. Like what we want is to be real guys who are not experts on things, but who are seeking the Lord and who are asking him for wisdom 
to be able to be there for you as a brother in Christ. And so we want to, to help you in any way we can. And I know I've talked to a few guys on Facebook and I've had some issues with Facebook, like not sending me message notifications for like a week until after I've actually gotten the message. So I apologize to those guys that I've kind of been delayed in responding to, but you know, we're working through that, trying to fix that technical issue, but we just want to be here for you. And, and it's not because like I say, we want to build up ourselves or make you think that we're, we're good or smarter than you, but it's because we love you, even though we don't know who you are because you're a human creating the image of God, because you're a brother going through the, the same pain of losing a child and, and learning how to deal with that, how to be a good husband, how to be a good father, how to be a good Christian man. And we want to encourage you along that path as much as we can. And we'd also say check out Gabe's book. It's uh, it's not specifically about the the marriage relationship, but it's a it's a good it's the, the book is Thy Will Be Done question mark. You can find it on Amazon or thywillbedonebook.com. Man, I actually deleted the uh, uh, I well, deleted the website to go to Amazon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, find it on Amazon. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I say, it's we talked about it before. I, I personally read it. You know, before Gabe and I really had much of a relationship, so I'm not just a shill here. Gabe's not paying me under the table to get uh, <laughs> this endorsement, but you know, I did read it, and like I said before, I've got sticky notes all over it where I'm like, yeah, I felt this, I understand that. You know, this is where he went through that, and this is how I, you know, felt in the situation when it happened with us. So, you know, if you if you need some encouragement, if you need evidence that Gabe understands what you've been through, then, then read that book. And I, I think it will be encouraging to you because he talks about, you know, our faith and how his faith helped him through the loss of his girls. And we're both kind of working on other projects right now. I think Gabe, you just recently announced that, uh, you have another book from panic to peace. Uh, I'll let you talk about that. Uh, but we're both kind of working on some things here that should be released the next months, year, whatever, and we, we hope that they'll be encouraging to you, so stay tuned for that, and uh, we're both praying for you, like I said, even though we don't know who you are, we're asking that the Lord blesses you, will draw you to himself amidst your pain and suffering, and as always, just be strong, lean on the Lord, know that you don't have to be lost, know that you can be found in him, and that, like Gabe said, you know, you don't have to do this alone, you've got other men who want to come around you and encourage you and you have the strength of the Lord available to you if you just seek him and ask him to guide you. So I'll let you talk Man, about great. panic to peace. And yeah. I'll let you close this okay. up. Okay. Sure thing. So yeah, it's kind of a working title right now because I was looking on Amazon the other day and there's already a book called panic mm -hmm. to peace and then there's one called from panic to peace. Mm -hmm. So I'm still trying to figure out, but that's going to be somehow in the title that'll be there. And obviously I'll let everybody know when that actually gets solidified, but um, yeah, hopefully this fall, October, November time frame, it'll be uh, available on Amazon and Apple Books and the whole deal. So, um, you know, electronic copies and and um, then also, you know, paperback. So uh, thank you all for joining us today. Make sure that you do follow us, uh, Lost Boys and Found Follows on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out, again, my book on Amazon. And we appreciate you all joining us today. Let's remember to not be lost and let's be found in him.